Welcome to Young Creative Hustlers, a podcast for artists who want to learn ways to make a living by what they love to do. I'm Josh Williams, a musician and filmmaker, among other things, and I'm looking to do the same. Join me on my journey as I talk with other creatives and share my story about how to be a young creative hustler. Hello, my young creative hustlers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. It's your boy, Josh. And today's episode is brought to you by Audible. They are offering listeners of this podcast a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers and browse all of their books that they have on audio. They have a ton. You can download and get a free title right now and start listening. It's that simple. Just go to audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers. And man, I am super excited for today's episode. You need to tell a friend about this episode. <laughs> I have Emmaus Vanderbilt. He is the owner of Silver Fox Productions in North Carolina. And Homeboy made six figures as a videographer when he was 18 years old. Right now he's 19, but homeboy is killing the game so i had to get him on the show to talk about how he was able to turn his love and passion for video into something that is generating him over six figures and he has people that are working under him my young creative hustlers y'all need to tune in i got so much he actually talks facts and numbers and gives practical tips on what you can do right now in order to start making more money of course it's not about the money it's about the passion but if you want to continue to do the passion, you have to have the money. So definitely tune into this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. And here's my conversation with Emmaus. Emmaus, welcome to the show, man. Pleasure to have you. Thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. Wow, dude. So when I saw your story on Tomorrow's Filmmakers, I was like, I've got to get this guy on this show. He's 18. Like, are you still in school right now, man? Um, I actually am as of right now. And I'll say I, I just turned 19, but at the point... Um, I was 18 mm -hmm. by the time that those uh, statistics were accurate. Yeah, that is crazy, dude. And you were doing this like throughout high school, right? Yeah, man. I started as it was a sophomore or junior. I forgot. I started around 15, but really taking it serious around 16 years old. Okay. So take me to the beginning. Um, when did your, when did your, how did you get into filmmaking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that, honestly, that's probably one of the questions I get asked most. And I'll see my dad, he was a church plant. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that's someone who decides to plant a church or start a church. Right. So we started, it's called Vision Church um, of Gaston, because we're in Gaston County, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And someone donated an uh, old tape camera. I think it was like a Sony tape camera. And at that point, we didn't, we only had one paid staff member, and that was my dad, the lead pastor. We had no one else to run it. So I said, hey, why not just go ahead and give this a try? Just, just try to learn a few things, pick up some tips, learn from other people through YouTube. And let's just see what can happen with this. Mm -hmm. I made my first video um, and that was with the church plant. I guess it was like a cleaning day recap video. So yeah, I tried that. It was not that great, but I remember I was so excited just to shoot that video. I wanted to come home from my vacation in the winter just so I could shoot that video just for the experience of being able to shoot something and just really being able to learn and just take it to, to the next level and advancing my career. So did so you I, have any other interest in filmmaking before this is like, or is it just, did it just happen? Was there like a specific moment or? Um, to be honest, this really just happened. I mean, someone just donated it at that point. I mean, I saw other people do it. I thought it was fascinating, but really once that, I guess, donation came in, I just thought, man, this would be something fun to do because mm -hmm. I was, I was an audio, uh, I won't say production, but it was more live sounds um, in churches in the past. Um, had a small DJ business in the past, but 
I just felt like it was a different avenue and it was something new to try. Yeah. So what happened after that? So you did your first video and then how did this all kind of go? Yeah. So basically I shot my first video. That was the first video. It was the church cleaning recap video, I'll say. And at that point, I made another video and another video and another video. And that's why so many videographers get stuck and I guess a cycle of, oh, my videos aren't getting better. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And it's because they never shoot anything. They just make one mm. or two videos, wait for clients to come, and they don't make anything because they're <laughs> too afraid to do something for free. Yeah. Mm. You've got to do stuff for free to get your name out there. So before I bought something else, a better camera, I shot more stuff for free. And honestly, 80% of my work, it was for the church, but it was experience I could gain with doing interviews with people, mm. doing, I guess, recap videos, promotional, talking, I mean, speaking videos. So such a wide variety for any, basically anything I could do within a church to gain experience. Yeah. So I went from there to, it was in Chris, um, it was Christmas of 2014 and I'm not sure about you, but in my family, we never gave huge gifts. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking 51 gift that's valued, maybe 50 to $75. Yeah. At the most. And, yeah. yeah. And, so, and I have two sets of grandparents and my parents. And basically I was like, Hey guys, could you maybe come together? I guess take your three chips, <laughs> Christmas chips, pull them together. Oh man. Get a Nikon D5200 base kit, base camera. It was about $400. And they said, sure, um, we'll chip in some, but you still have to chip in some of your money mm -hmm. as well. So I said, boom, I'll do it. Cause I wanted to take it serious. And wow. I, thought, I thought that was the stuff back then. Apparently that was just an entry level, <laughs> but basically I got that camera and I did the same thing, but on another level. Cause that recorded with SD cards versus tapes, which is a lot better. Cause for, the, for those of you who don't know with tape cameras, you have to play them all the way through your footage to import them. Mm -hmm. the SD cards, you can just copy and paste, uh, drag and drop so much easier. So as, ever since that point, I had something more professional, something that looked a little better than, than, than an old tape camera. So I went around to different nonprofits in Gaston County and sort of within the Charlotte area. And I got paid for my very first video for $200. Nice. Dude, I thought it was the, I was like, this is living the dream. I'm shooting for two hours. <laughs> I drove to Charlotte, shot right. the video. And at that point I didn't even have my license. I had, I'd have my, I had my dad drive. That That's so awesome. That, that makes it even better. <laughs> oh, I know. So he basically drove, dropped me off and picked me up. And it was like a realtor recap video for some event. It was super boring. But the fact that I got to actually record it and make $200 for it. And another mistake I see a lot of people do who are like, why is my business not taking off? A lot of people will take that $200 and blow it on a pair of Nikes or Ultra Boost. Hey, don't call me out on this podcast, man. Don't don't be doing that. <laughs> oh man, I love my Ultra Boost too. I love them. I got I got the new models, got the old models. I love uh, them. But I bought I purchased those once I had a good enough income. Right. I took the money. I only got paid on a, a literally one once or twice a month, maybe five hundred bucks a month. And um, of course, if I say a foolish businessman will will just blow it all on stuff that's that are toys. Yeah. Um, shoes, clothes, I'd say what a, a worldly businessman would do wouldn't be to invest 100% of it back into his business. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say a Christian businessman would do would, is to tithe 10% on it and then Always. take the rest of it. And I'm not going to say invest every single penny because that is not feasible. That's yeah. maybe, maybe keep 10, 20% for other fun stuff so you can mm -hmm. enjoy life. But the rest of it, I put back into my business. 
So where did this business mindset come from, dude? Because like I talked to a lot of 18 year olds and they're not thinking on this level. Where did this mindset come from, man? Um, Well, honestly, it came from my parents. That's a big part of it. Even Mm. whenever people hear pastor, they just think, oh, just someone who who just speaks, speaks the word of God, which that's part of it. But the people don't like this. But a church is a business, whichever Mm. way you want to look at it. It's a business. How do you structure teams? How do you market? How do you target people? How do you influence people? And I got that mindset from my father and many other videographers who I loved, um, just like my friend Justice McCraney with Tomorrow's Filmmakers. Shout out. With full-time filmmaker. Oh, Parker. Um, A lot of other people. uh, Jake Wise on their team. Landon, by the way. I mean, just a lot of great people. Yeah. Who have been influences on that great books by us, by Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd, mm-hmm. um, uh, Andy Stanley, and just wonderful leaders. And just really have a business mindset and just sort of get you in the, I guess, in, in the mindset of wanting to grow and scale a business. Yeah. And part of it for me is I wanted to have financial freedom um, later on in my life. So whenever, because my ultimate goal is to build up what I call Silver Fox Productions, my videography company, yeah. to a level that's high enough where it can run itself, and I get to step out and volunteer full-time for free at a church. Mm. That's what I like to do one day. Yeah. And at that time, I said, okay, I need to start thinking in those terms and not just thinking, how can I make as much money right now just to be okay, mm-hmm. but really think within a mindset and a model that is scalable and that can eventually, I can phase myself out of it. That's why it was never Emmaus Vanderbilt Films. It was always Silver Fox Productions. That's smart. And Working on the business, yeah. not in the business eventually. Yeah. Correct. I, I don't want to work for money. I want to have money work for me. And come on, come have. on, man. You preaching, bro. Stuff you gotta have. No, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to trade time for money. And I'm not, again, being reasonable, you will trade a lot of time for money in the yeah. beginning. So for right. anyone out there thinking, oh my goodness, I'm working... That is not that is not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. Uh, I think it's in, it's in the rich dad poor dad the ibis. Right now, sure. Yes, I had a job, and then I created a job. Then mm-hmm. I had a business, and then an investor. So on the left side, yes, I'm trading time for money with either working for someone else or working for myself. But then I want to move to the other uh, to the other side of the line where I have a team of employees working for me and then eventually move into investing to take myself out of it and again, grow it to a size, not just so I can have a lot of money and a lot of nice stuff, but to the point where I can really impact people with my time and whether you want to use the term retired or not. Originally, <laughs> I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that term. Yeah. I, th- I thought retirement meant boredom. Right. Apparently retirement means freedom to do mm. what you want to do. Wow. And I'll say that was sort um, whenever someone spoke that to me, I said, wow, that is more than just shooting videos and having nice cameras. And yeah, I had many professionals tell me, no, man, make it a Mayus Vanderbilt films. You'll people will associate your films with it. You, you'll get more clients. So it will grow quicker. And to be honest, it probably would have at the beginning, it would have built up larger and larger. But for me, I knew from the start, I wanted to be able to phase myself out and to grow it to a point where Emmaus Vanderbilt is not the center of this cash machine. Yeah. And how did yeah. you get started into going from just getting $200 for your first video to making a production company with people working under you at yeah. 18? <laughs> well, honestly, I, there's no magic secret that will make this happen overnight. Um, as my dad always says, it cannot be microwaved. 
it's something that will take time. If you try to microwave something, most of the time it, t it turns out as garbage. Uh, if you put something in the oven and you work and you put a lot of work and process into it, planning, you will get something beautiful out of it if you know how to cook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, that was just an analogy. Teach us how to cook, man. <laughs> no, I think you need to find another podcast. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, no, so that was, again, there's no overnight secret, but what I'm putting together, I'm actually building a course right now with Justice McCraney at Tomorrow's Filmmakers on how to shoot wedding videos. Nice. And I know there's lots of courses out there for it, but this one right here, it'll be specifically targeted towards uh toward, towards christian videographers mm -hmm. because i think christian videographers they get they get a bad rap people think oh they're just the lower level videographers they're just they're just out there it's, it's time for the world to start looking at the christian's work and for people to say that's impressive but going back to the process of how did i go from 200 dollars a video up to thousands of dollars and six figures a year part of it is just to not be content with where you are now there's a difference between being ungrateful and not being content. I'm grateful that, that, that God provided me a $200 video job, but I say, I want to grow that to maybe a $500 job. Mm. And it's just having that mindset of always wanting to learn, always wanting to grow. Um, then, I, then I became a worship leader a few years ago for vocalists. That was something that shocked my whole family and all my friends. Cause they said, I never thought you would do that. And then I grew from just helping out with student ministry. And now I'm one of the primary male vocal male worship leaders at our church and on a core leadership team. So it's part of the mindset of let me just keep growing in as many areas as I can, not just for the purpose of having a lot of stuff I can do, but mainly for the purpose of keeping your mind sharp. And then the mentality of I always need to be learning and I don't need to be complacent where I am mm -hmm. because it was two years ago I, I cleared the books at, I think 16 years old with like $15,000, which at 16 years old, that sounds like a lot of money, but you cannot make a living off $15,000 if that's your yeah. primary income. Right. So again, with me, I could have said, Hey, 16 years old, I'll take it. I'm fine with that. Then I could just blow the rest of the money on friends and yeah. keep what I have. And I said, no, let me, and then basically then, then the next year I doubled that, but just by trying to keep on working around 30 ish, something in that range, by just keep on growing and growing and it went from 30 to this year would probably be around 110 to 120 yeah that'll be bringing in so again it's just a mindset of never stop learning and again mm -hmm. underneath that it is yes improving your craft investing in yourself i went from a 400 camera to a 1500 camera to a 10,000 camera to my 50,000 camera so i mean it's just gradual steps of investing in yourself Mm -hmm. And not just buying a bunch of nice stuff and taking out loans, oh. but actually learning how to use it and, and reaching what I call the uh, potential ceiling for each piece of equipment. So mm -hmm. I only upgraded whenever I reached that ceiling or I had a specific purpose. Yeah. And doing that over and over started to open up more avenues. Right. So how are you reaching out to these clients? I know you're, uh, you're kind of young, but like, was it you're sending cold emails, cold calls? Like what, what was the oh, process? Yeah. Dude, absolutely. I Man, I'm telling you, it was not easy, especially at 16 to the beginning of 17. <laughs> um, I mean, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, basically I was quote, quote, discriminated against because of my age. Mm. I had people, honestly, I had beautiful work that was better than a lot of videographers in this area. But just because I was young, I either didn't get a response or it was a, eh, nah, I'm good. And I was like, this is so unfair. That was with my $1,500 camera. Mm -hmm. And part of it for me, again, I purchased the $10,000 one because I had, a, I had a plan for it, not just something new. My plan was 
in the Canon 1DX Mark II. If you go on Canon's website, you change it from high to low on DSLRs, it's number one. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, I want that. So now whenever they tell me you're so young, I'll say, well, what are you going to say to this piece of equipment? <laughs> Where are you at, bro? <laughs> what you and, Exactly. <laughs> and to be honest, it worked. Yeah. Whenever I went into meetings, whenever I tried to partner with other videographers, there was, I shared in the, te- in the video um, on Tomorrow's Filmmakers with Justice McCraney. It's on their YouTube channel, Tomorrow's Filmmakers, if you want to check it out. Yeah, we'll put a link but, in the description. Oh, perfect. But yeah, so I checked out, um, what I did is I emailed, actually I went on Google, Wedding Videographer Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I went, I think it was the first two, maybe even three pages of Google. I basically copied and pasted an email and sent it out to every wedding videographer. Something pretty stereotypical. Hey, my name's Emmaus. I'm a wedding videographer. If you ever need help as a, excuse me, if you ever need help as like a second shooter, as an editor, let me know. Here's a link to uh, some examples of my work. Here's a link to my equipment. Yeah. And from that, I think I emailed 30 and I heard back from two. So it was pretty, mm. it was pretty honestly depressing. Just seeing yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. And well, out of those two, one just said, Hey, we'll keep you in mind. So it was like, man, that's the same thing as a no. But, but one of them said his name was Steve. And they said something pretty generic, like, Hey man, I like your work. I would love to meet for lunch one day. Just let me know what you think. And I said, Oh man, well, I thought he was going to offer me a, me a job or some, or a paid gig. I said, yeah. Hey, I'll take what I can get. It's a right. So, yep. And again, this is where it's investing, not just into yourself, but into your business. Mm-hmm. And for me, I see, I took a hit that day because I paid, first of all, I lost time. I paid in gas to drive to Charlotte. I paid for the parking deck, pay for that, whatever parking was and stuff. And just overall my time, it was probably a four hour investment between driving, meeting, parking, but what I did is I got my foot in the door and he knew my name. So he, he emailed me later. He's like, Hey, here's an edit, $400 for an edit, 400 there. And I said, that wasn't, that wasn't huge. But what happened just two, three months ago is I mean, it's been, I haven't heard anything from that guy, but what he did is he referred me to one of the largest wedding videographers in Charlotte, who's their packages wow. started $4,000 for basic. Woo! And basically he referred me and because they're already booked and, and then I just got my, um, what I qualify as my prettiest wedding I've ever gotten to film. Beautiful. Yeah. At the Duke Mansion, they spent over $100,000 on the whole wedding. And it was just stunning. And now I have wow. that in my portfolio. Yeah. And I got my foot in the door with them. And I don't even know where they'll go from there in terms Heck of. yeah. Wow. So it went all the way from, okay, I guess I'll meet with that guy. And he referred me. And then to another person. And boom, I got a job. And that's mm. part of it. You got to keep on reaching out there. Don't get discouraged. And I'm not saying, but I'm not saying that you have to bug people all the time, send them five texts a day. But I'll see, I plan two, two to three times a year. I emailed that same list of people like, Hey, Hey, uh, I know I reached out before, but I'd love to reach out again, offer you a free yeah. service or the first video for free. Cause I wanted to add value first to them. I wanted to, inc- I want to better their lives before I ask them to better mine. So they'd be more willing to invest into me with mm. dollars and referrals and it worked. It only worked with a few, but a few is all you need. Mm. So I work in real estate where so you said leads referrals. I was like, Oh, triggered. <laughs> uh, it's triggered. And, and again, that was another part. I didn't just do wedding videos. I did the same thing for real estate agents. Um, and, again, and that's what I offered real estate agents. Most people don't like this or disagree with it. I told every real estate agent, Hey, if you like me to, I will shoot your, the very first video for free with you. And some people are saying, why would you do that? It costs your time. 
and everything. And just, it's just, just lowering your, your quality bar to do it for free. And there's a few advantages to that. I saw number one, first of all, I get to please a realtor. Even if they never hire me, they may remember Silver Fox Productions as who gave them a service. They may refer me. Number two, hopefully they will see that video and say, that is so good. I cannot afford to not have another video like that for future listings. And even if those two don't work, I at least have another video to add to my portfolio. And then I could say I filmed X amount of real estate properties before. And it's just more experience and more exposure to, to that area of video. Right. Mm. So what is like the primary business model for your company? Are you guys doing like, I know you've mentioned weddings. Is that like the biggest thing or what's kind of like, what are you yeah. doing? Well, yeah, definitely weddings is the largest for us. We probably do 60 to 70% of our work is weddings. Uh, I think we've had a little over 30 weddings this year between photo and video. Um, mm -hmm. and we've done stuff all over the country. Um, I personally went up to Alaska. Um, I, I had other team members fighting over that one, but I said, no, I'm sorry. I get that. One. <laughs> sorry. Uh -oh. Business owner got to take CEO got to take this oh, one. Yeah. That's right. And it was a absolute blast. I had so much fun. I stayed afterwards for a few more days and had fun there whenever. And actually that same day I had two other events uh, going on, like a basic recording, but I had two other events going on in the Charlotte area. So I was up in Alaska and I had two other events going on at the same time. So mm -hmm. yes, weddings are the main source of income. But again, we do a lot of weddings, corporate real estates. Um, we do some of commercials, recap videos, church videos, um, just about anything you can think of. Yeah. That's what we can offer. Okay. So I just picked up another book on Audible. Um, it's called Building a Story Brand and it's by Donald Miller. And basically it's kind of similar to start with why, except it's basically this framework for how brands or companies can communicate with um, potential clients by telling a story. And basically the customer is the hero and your job as a company or brand is to be the guide. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the podcast too, is be a guide and help you guys as we all kind of navigate what it means to be a creative hustler and figure out how to turn our passion for what we love to do and to be able to live off of that. So if you're interested in listening to the book or any other book from Audible's incredible collection of audiobooks, then you need to head over and get a free audiobook download of your choice with a free 30-day trial. So this gives you the opportunity to kind of check out their service and see all that they have to offer. And all you have to do is just go to audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers Again, that's audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers, and you can get your free 30-day trial, pick up a book, try it out, see how it is, see if you like it, and it's super affordable afterwards if you want to continue with the service. So make sure you check it out, audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers. So how do you, I know a lot of people are always like, how do I calculate how much to charge? Because I, I know you specifically said I had to pay for gas. I had to pay for parking. And you were like, you already got those things checked off that, you know, a small business owner would do. So how do you kind of calculate all of that together to know how much to charge? Man, that is such a good question. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, right. This is what I will say, because I've seen videos before on YouTube. And I know anyone else in this industry has. And I hate this answer. They say, oh, it is just up to you. And so it's up for you to decide what it's worth. And I say, that is not any help to me. I, I need real numbers. I need to know what should I charge and what season? Because most people are too scared to, to actually talk about money, to give real numbers out there. Yeah. And just going out there, let me go, ahead and go over a few examples, at least, at least what I did back then. So whenever I was just starting out, I calculated it, not, not by how many miles times 52 cents a mile plus food. I think that looks really nickel and diming it. 
but I did just overall, what do I think that this service is worth? Mm-hmm. So, so starting out, I knew weddings from people for the to book higher quality weddings. I needed to at least have some weddings to show. So I was like, Hey, if I set the bar at $1,500, I may not have anyone because they don't, I don't have anything to show for it. So I did mm-hmm. my first wedding for 300, $350. I did multiple there. Then went up to $500 and $1,500. And now I even have photo and video packages upwards of $7,000. So it mm. totally ranges, I mean, all over. But again, hey, if you're a beginner, I would say around the $300 range. Okay. Intermediate, $750 to $1,500. Advanced, $1,500 to, to $2,000. And then I guess pro, $2,500 to $10,000, whatever. For corporate videos, I think that those are so great, especially for wedding videographers. Because wedding videographers we only work one day a week, which is on Saturdays. So during the week, again, most people don't like this technique, but for me, I think anything is better than nothing. So mm. I keep on trying to raise the bar, but some people say, man, how did you earn a hundred something thousand dollars in a year? And it's because I fill in the other days. I don't just go hang out with, with uh, I don't go chill with the boys all the other days <laughs> that I'm not working. I try to say, Hey, maybe a camp, they'll pay me $250 for a one hour shoot 30 second video. Most people honestly that they'd be too prideful and say, no, I'm too good for that. I make a lot of money during weddings. But what I did, I said, Hey, I'll do that again, not just for money, but but to build a bridge, get Mm -hmm. a connection with that guy. And of course that the overall camp director knows a lot of people talks about me to get more practice. And just the fact that's still $250. That's something you could invest. I took $250 and put into Facebook ads, spent thousands and thousands of dollars this year which has led to tens of thousands of dollars. And it wouldn't have led to that if I wouldn't have used that $250 to invest. Mm. You see, it's just a whole cycle. It's about diversifying your, your portfolio. Maybe weddings are your favorite event to film. Well, you know what? Not every job is going to be fun. Mm. At the beginning, I definitely recommend taking what you can get. But for pricing, again, for corporate, I'd say starting out maybe between free to $200, medium 500 to 1500 Again, advanced two thousand to a hundred thousand dollars per project, something like that. Yeah, my dude broke down the numbers, y'all. Everybody, don't be giving the numbers. Oh yeah, thank you, man. One, yeah, one other thing for real estate. Some people, again, I, I think it comes down to a pride issue with a lot of people. If they do a corporate video for two, three thousand dollars, and someone offers them a real estate for four hundred, they say no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just too good for that. And what people don't understand is if you do four of those videos that only take an hour long to film, that's the equivalent of the same amount you would get for a corporate video. If you can humble yourself and say, Hey, now again, if you have higher paying jobs, of course, then you don't have to take the lower paying over the by all means go for it. (laughs) But if you're just going to be sitting at home chilling, or if you could go out and make $400 in an hour, you better get your butt out of your chair $400 (laughs) in an hour. Yeah. And again, there's always more than just money attached to it. There's mm-hmm. a connection behind it. And you get to look at your something to add to your portfolio. I don't even post all the videos on my YouTube channel because I make so many videos. Mm. And so again, for real estate, I'd say just starting out free to around literally $100. You may laugh, but it's just one hour's worth of work about if you're quick at it. 100 bucks, medium, 100 to 350 and advanced 400 and up. And y'all are saying there's probably a whole lot smaller numbers. But I mean, hey, as you would know, realtors are not going to spend thousands of dollars on the video. For yeah. real. There's, I mean, there's just not the budget for that. 
unless it's a $10 million home. So realistically, you probably will not make more than five to $700 for real estate video, no matter how beautiful it looks. Mm. Yeah, it's coming out of their pocket a lot of the time. So it really is. And that's again, you have you have to think. If you say, "Well, man, my, my time's worth a thousand dollars per video," it doesn't matter what you think it's worth. It matters what the market's going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's where I'm not going. I I virtually never market towards realtors or anything. But whenever someone contacts me that's a realtor, sure, I'll take the project. Of course, you want to perform your highest value activities, your best paying jobs. Yeah, and I do that. So I'm not going to waste marketing money advertising towards these $500 jobs when I could advertise towards five to $10,000 projects. And how, what type of ads are you doing to advertise? Are you doing like lead form ads? Are you doing like conversion or views or what's kind of you doing to target those people? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um, I use a lot of different options for that. Um, one thing that worked out great for me, that's actually none of, that's actually not any of those is for client referrals. What I did, I use Squarespace and I, I get form submissions for everyone who wants to contact me. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I tracked where every single one of them came from. And I found out, I mean, it was a lot more than any, anything else came from word of mouth. So I was thinking, what is a way I can market towards word of mouth? That's not Facebook. That's not Instagram. And I got the idea, what if I tell people if they refer me to someone and then the person who, who was referred by them books, I give that person $100. And I'm not talking about a gift card or a credit. I put a check or Venmo in the mail for $100 and send it to them. Bruh. And I'm telling you, people are like, well, man, that's $100 you lost. It doesn't matter if you make a $2,500 job off of it. Now again, I don't offer the hundred dollars for small things like, like, like real estate or smaller corporate. I really only do that for weddings. Um, so again, that was huge. And I see, I don't offer that now anymore because I mm. have so many, so many, um, people reach out every day for weddings. But back then that was a great way to get started. I did giveaways. I still do that. I'm running a giveaway or if anyone leaves a review on my Facebook page, who is a past client, they get entered to win an iPad mini. Stuff like that. Yeah. People will share, get people to do the advertising for you. And if you Mm. really want want people to rave about you, exceed their expectations. I shot a wedding this past weekend. It was a pretty good one. It was about um, $2,500, I think, for seven hours worth of work. I call that good money. And what I did, even though I made bank off of it, I I have a lot of jobs this month. What I still do is how can I exceed their expectations? And again, you don't have to do this. This is just something I came up with, but you have to think through the eyes of your clients for, for, for the bride and groom. Everything is zooming by so fast on their wedding day. Yeah. 20 years from now or 40 years from now, whenever they're in like a nursing home, they want to remember their day. So as a businessman, I think what value can I add to them? And I said, Hey, how about this? How about during downtime, during, during cocktail hour, whenever they're out there, talking with their friends without them knowing I got a camera and a microphone and I went around and then I did interviews with, with most people from the wedding party. I said, Hey, can you just say something real short and sweet, 30 seconds long for the bride and groom and please don't tell them. And what I'm going to do once I deliver the video, of course the video is going to blow their minds and I say, Hey, I have another surprise for you guys. It was such an honor to serve you on your wedding day. Here's a mm-hmm. gift from on behalf of Emmaus Vanderbilt at Silver Fox Productions. And guys, once they open up that video and see two, three minutes long of people just saying, hey, I love you guys. Love being part of your day. Uh-huh. I, I want to see you on the dance floor, blah, blah, blah. If anyone, if they ever hear a word wedding, they will not stop talking about Silver Fox Productions. 
Yeah. So because I invested, I didn't invest any money. I invested maybe an hour's worth of time for editing that I would not be surprised if I make ten twenty thousand dollars off of that move right there. Yeah. That's like, yeah. man, I've never heard anybody in video really talk about those customer service parts, man. You got to like, take it to the next level. I love that, man. And that helps you stand out above the rest. Cause you're going above and beyond like a whole lot of other people, Absolutely. man. And another thing um, I learned from another great videographer is don't just focus on your skill. And this is hard for a lot of videographers, but focus on your personality. Hmm. A lot of, a lot of tech people, not just video, but photographers, audiovisual people. I've been in church production ever since I was like seven, eight years old. I was super young whenever I started. I saw this all throughout because I was in kids ministry. There was a sound guy who was honestly a pain in the butt to work with. Mm -hmm. And I'll see it sort of scarred me in a way. And I said, I don't want to be like that when I grow up. Yeah. Even now saying I'm quote growing up, I do see that so many tech people are just so closed off to themselves and are real socially awkward. And for me, I don't enjoy spending time with people like that who are closed off and awkward. If they're nice, that's fine. But I don't enjoy spending time with people like that. And again, if you're thinking through the eyes of your client, a bride and groom, they want someone who is a pleasure to work with on their wedding. But again, they don't want you all up front either, but they want someone who will talk to them, who will congratulate them, take a video of them, a boomerang on the dance floor, give them a shout out in your story. Something that will say, this is different than your typical videographer who is socially awkward. Because us as tech people, the way our minds work, most of us either have poor people skills or or the people skills we do have, we've had to practice them. So for me, I didn't just always learn how to shoot video. I had to teach myself even basic things, how to walk without looking stiff, how to put my hands on the table without, without acting weird, how not <laughs> flinch whenever. Cause again, just the way my mind works, as y'all can tell, I'm different. I think very systematically. Yeah. I always do like a business mind, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. But for me, I had to teach myself those people skills. I don't want to be an amazing videographer, but a pain in the butt to work with because I'm so weird. So again, just think, what is a need in the marketplace? A need is to have, honestly, normal acting videographers. (laughs) People who are fun to work with. That was a need. I try to fulfill that need. And the same for other people. Hey, what is if someone is going to refer me, what do they want slash need? They do not want a discount off of a photo shoot that acts as a marketing promotion. They want money. Everyone wants money. That's mm-hmm. a need that someone has who is wanting to refer me. And I was going to fulfill that need by giving them a hundred dollars. Wow. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> that's rich, man. I've got to go listen to this like five more times. Um, as we, man, I could just keep going, but as we wrap things up, man, um, what are some resources or even just tips that you have uh, for videographers or just creatives in general when they're starting to make a living with what they love to do. Absolutely. Um, first thing I will say is do not quit. Do not quit your day job. That is the first mm. thing I will say. Okay. Too many people that they they will slap a label called faith on what they want to do, <laughs> and then they'll be surprised whenever I only made ten thousand dollars. God didn't show up. No, it's not that God didn't show up. It's called you weren't obedient to he asked you to do Ooh. he asked you to try something unless you're making enough money to support your family to be honest with me at 16 years old i didn't have to support no one but what i wanted to do <laughs> so for me it was fine that i made 15 10 15 000 a year but if you're an adult don't quit your day job until you're confident 
That's number one. So, guys, number two is comparison kills. As I like to say, even comparison murders. Because that's how you're like, man, that sounds really harsh. Yeah, it is. I've seen people with so much potential and so many possibilities. They get discouraged because they see someone like, I'll see, like I, Justices, Parker Walbeck's work, and just say, I'll never be as good as that. Let me just go back to a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And again, if God is calling you just to go back to a nine to five, no shame in that at all. Right. But if God's calling you to step out on a limb and you just get discouraged because you see someone better than you, guys, that's not good. In this industry, there will always be someone better than you. So I heard a pastor say this, is that comparison kills. If you live by people's compliments, you will die by their criticism. Mm. And it's coming back to, and I don't want to sound like, like, like a preacher, but honestly, I've seen God do so many things in my life. And, and, I, and, and I am a public speaker at a church. And just something that really stuck with me is that if you have your confidence in something other than God, you will not prosper. So if your confidence is in what comments you get on Instagram about, about your video, guys, if, you, if someone says something great all day, you say, man, this is going good. And if someone says, man, this sucks, you'll be crumbled to the ground if you don't believe and you don't fully put your trust in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say, if you're not a Christian, find something else to put your trust in that, that is not someone else's words. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, recommend putting it in something other than God. But if you're, if you're an atheist, just from a business mindset, do not put your confidence in what other people say about your work. That will never work. Like in yeah. that video I did with Tomorrow's Filmmakers, I had so many positive words, 100-something comments saying, this is amazing. I had, I had one guy comment, wow, uh, congratulations, you just tooted your trumpet for 20 minutes straight. Mm. I mean, something as simple as that. And then you just got to look past it and say, I don't care. Just keep moving forward. Keep yeah. moving forward. Keep practicing. Keep investing. It's just having a mindset of wanting to grow and get better every single day. Um, <laughs> do we have time for one more? For one yeah, more man. tip? Yeah, it's all you, man. Hey, I mean, I'm just so open about this. People say, "Man, man, why do you why do you share numbers and all that?" It is not to brag. Again, that guy said, "I'm I'm tooting my trumpet." I responded, "I said, hey, I am tooting a trumpet, but it's not mine. It's tooting what tooting the trumpet that God has done. Oh. So I want to inspire someone." <laughs> so this is, a, this is a faith step that God called me to take last year. And before, uh, just to preface that, with faith steps, again, this sounds really churchy, but it comes back to video, I promise. It comes back to business. <laughs> faith steps are necessary, even if you're not a Christian. They just aren't labeled as faith steps. They're called risk. Yeah. <laughs> but really, to, step out, to step out on a limb, you're taking a faith step if you're going to do it. And for me, of course, investing, but that's fun because you get a camera. But last year, I want to give a dollar amount, but I looked at my bank account and God told me to give an end of year offering for a quarter of my entire bank account. Mm. And I said, whoa. And this is in addition to, to, to my regular 10% tithe and other gifts. And I said, whoa. <laughs> like, I see, it sounds, me? it sounds nice. Me, God, me, oh, who? Like, really, really, me, God. And it sounds nice on all whenever you hear it, because once I tell you the end of the story, but right there sitting in my bedroom, that was not fun. And I really felt like God told me, God spoke this to me. And he said, if you do this, you will be setting yourself up for a successful next year. And that God wanted to know my heart. He said, I'm not giving this as like a genie or, or right, right, like an ATM, a slot machine. I put in mm-hmm. X, I get 4X out, something like that. That's, that's stupid. God wants a relationship with you. Yeah. I believe God, God gave me this opportunity because he knows my heart. He knows my relationship with him. But God said, just give me 
a quarter of your income, uh, sorry, a quarter of what you have in your bank, and ju- just watch and see what I will do. I love mm-hmm. like it says in uh, Habakkuk one five. I will I will do things that you would not have even imagined. And I was like, okay, God, I'll do it. I gave it. It was in January. January, one of the slowest months of the year. <laughs> January and December. Yeah. I was like, man, and I was so scared. I was like, man, God. I mean, last month. I mean, sorry, last year, I made at least a thousand dollars every month. So, I mean, I have like one small thing on the books, like. I guess you'll come through. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to borrow God's faithfulness for tomorrow from the promises that he came through on yesterday. So he came through yesterday or come last on. year with amazing promises. He came through, he never failed. I said, okay, God, well, the way God works is pretty amazing. I got a faith. Um, people tag me in Facebook posts, Facebook posts all the time. Someone said, Hey, I'm looking for a videographer. And I was like, what, for some like, two-year-old's birthday party and you'll give me an Amazon gift card that's like halfway used and it expires tomorrow <laughs> or something. Oh, man. That's stupid. I hear all that stuff all the time. But I'll say something I taught myself is, is to take everyone serious until they give you a reason not to. Yeah. I said, okay. Again, I have a template. Just copy and paste it. I said, hey, my name's Emmaus. I'm a videographer. Here's the link to my work. Let me know if you'd be interested. And I was like, whatever. Just move on with life. Well, they responded. And they, they said, they said, Hey, we're trying to shoot just a few short music videos for our church group, like in wax hall. So what would something like that charge? Again, another business tip, which I'll cover all this in the course is if you ever say your, your price up front, you're shooting yourself in the foot. And then any, any, any business one-on-one will tell you that the first person to speak loses. I said, Hey, where are you guys trying to stay within? And again, for January, I enjoy filming music videos. That's one of my favorite things to film. I just didn't list it before. Cause I hardly ever do it. Yeah. Hey, well, I'll see, I'll have been fine doing it for 500 bucks because it's super simple. It's a one day shoot. And they said, to be honest, we're trying to keep it between six and $7,000. <laughs> Guys, this is three weeks, 21, some, 21 days after I gave that gift God asked me to give. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be real with y'all. The gift God asked me to give, it was $1,000 mm-hmm. as an end of your offering. God told yep. me to give $1,000. And he multiplied that by seven. Wow. That did that project. It was great. And then again, that one led to another project, another $2,000, simple one day. I was there for like three hours. That's like 700 bucks. I mean, again, so basically I qualified $10,000 from that one gift. So God multiplied it by 10. So God saying, and then again, God just didn't do it for that month. Again, I mean, one of my months, around $15,000 this month or this past mm. month. And absolutely insane. And again, none of that is to brag, is to brag on what God has done. And the purpose of that is just saying, guys, if God calls you to do something, be obedient. <laughs> God will not let you down. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you God's been faithful in your life at least once, at least one time that, that you can count. Borrow God's faithfulness from yesterday for his promise tomorrow. And if you do that, I guarantee you guys, you will be successful. And success to you may not mean six figures. It may mean seven. It may mean eight success to you may mean you go to a video shoot and you find your future spouse, which I hope happens to me. Uh, <laughs> success can mean so many different things. It can be, Hey, maybe, maybe you find out you love audio producing and then from video, you totally into there and find your life passion. But if you really have a relationship with God and not just go to church, but really know him, he has incredible plans to incredible plans for you to bless you and prosper you. And again, money, 
and money does not equal success. I believe that you're not rich until you have something that money can't afford. And I believe I'm rich because I have a relationship with Jesus and I have the opportunity and a platform to share that with others. Mm. Preach, man. Wow. This, bro, this was good, man. Oh, I this appreciate it. I got to go back and take notes and take <laughs> more notes and, 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 and meditate on these things. And wow, that's, that's awesome, man. Where wow. can people find you at, man? I oh, mean, um, see the best, um, and of course we'll cover all this in the course, but again, one of my best traffic's traffic sources, I guess you'll call it besides word of mouth is social media. So I'd recommend follow me on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's at silver Fox productions underscore NC and Facebook, just silver Fox productions. You'll find it on there. I have a website, www.silverfoxproductions.org. It's not a .com. They won $10,000 for that domain. So I got to dot org. A .com is some weird presentation software. But selfconnections.org. And again, like I offered to, and actually that's how you found out about me. I put my email in, in the description. And I, hey, I say open-handedly, people invested in me and I want to invest in other people, especially yeah. young people. I had someone who's 65 years old reach out to me last, uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So guys, I'm serious if there's anything I can do for you, if I can inspire you in some way, give you input or feedback on a video, anything I can do for you just to really help you uh, open up your business, invest in yourself, pick up a better piece of equipment, whatever you want. Shoot me an email with the word hello, H-E-L-L-O at silverfoxproductions.org. Again, hello at silverfoxproductions.org. I'm happy to answer anything I can for you. And again, just hope to inspire you. So one day you'll be able to be telling faith stories and testimonies of God's faithfulness to inspire other people to not just become better videographers, but to make Jesus famous. And that's it. Yeah. So Emmaus brought it. I'm so glad that he actually shared numbers and kind of gave a starting point because a lot of people don't know exactly where to start, but he kind of gave an amazing framework for something that you can work off and make your own. Again, you don't have to do it exactly like he's been doing it, but it's just great to hear from someone that is actually being successful with it at such a young age and what we can learn from him. So if you enjoyed this episode, it'd be amazing if you leave a five-star review and a rating. It always helps to boost the podcast and get this out to more people. And also we have a Facebook group. So if you want to connect with other artists that are trying to make a living and do the same thing that you're doing, check out the Young Creative Hustlers Facebook group. Link is in the show notes. I'm really excited for what this is going to be. I'm going to be sharing helpful tips that I've been finding and also be keeping you guys up to date on what's happening and maybe even events that we'll be doing. So thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Music.